Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop. Today, <laughs> we're a little hyperactive because we're talking about coffee. That's right. We are drinking our coffee-based beverage to talk about coffee-based beverages. And, and how they mix with alcohol. Yeah, and uh, we'll tell you what we're drinking after the intro music. Yeah, I suppose I should cue the intro music because I'm Stu. I'm Michael. And it's time for a Good Drop. Cheers. Cheers. So, yeah, so we're um, we're drinking uh, Irish whiskies at the moment with yeah. a double shot of Irish coffee. Drinking Irish whiskies? Yeah. Irish coffees. Irish coffees, yes. <laughs> with a double shot of coffee and a double shot of Irish whiskey. Oh, geez, that's why I'm feeling it already. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, also why we're uh, a little bit buzzed because uh, hmm. Stuart doesn't normally drink a lot of strong coffee. I, yeah, no, I don't normally have barista Sorry, I don't normally have excellent barista coffee, and I don't normally have double shots. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just thinking, um, the the coffee's a little bitter, like the Irish coffee's a little bitter. It, the Irish coffee's a little bitter, and I'm thinking it might lend well to having maybe a half teaspoon of sugar or something just to take the edge off the whiskey. Hmm. Well, I believe tra- traditionally the recipe does call for adding sugar. Okay. But uh, normally, with this coffee that we've mixed it with, it would be sacrilege oh, yeah. to, to add sugar. Normally, I don't add sugar mm. to coffee, um, unless it's instant coffee, which kind of needs. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it kind of does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good barista coffee does, doesn't need sugar. It tends to be a little sweet on its own. Yeah, and, exactly. And yeah, having a um, having sugar in it kind of ruins it. Yeah, but I, yes, you, you are correct. In in this instance, with the the bitter plus the bitter, a little bit of sweet to balance that out wouldn't go astray. Hmm. That's uh, why I'm saying like a half teaspoon or a teaspoon, not not much, just to take that edge off. Mm, just just a little. Like you'd add a pinch of salt to your dinner. Yeah, I mean, this actually reminds me of a joke that is entirely unrelated <laughs> to anything we're talking about. So uh-huh. I I won't tell it during this episode. Right. So we'll just leave the listeners going, "What's the joke? Damn it!" <laughs> and uh, it's it's terrible. It's a joke about things being bitter. Ah. And I suppose I I, I could I could, could tell the joke. You could, but it sounds but like it's, it's a. Not, a Sexist joke. Well, no, actually, it's not not sexist at all. Well, you're going to have to tell it's, it now. It's, it's a play on words joke. Oh, so it's um, basically a, a guy is talking to uh, talking to his friend, telling you about how he came home early from work one day and uh, found his wife in bed with another man, and um, his friend says, "Are you bitter?" And he says, "Yeah, bit him too." Oh, you've told this one before. I have. I have. <laughs> I think it was on our bitter episode. Oh, it might have been. In fact, I think it was. So, yeah. if you haven't listened to our bitter episode <laughs> and you'd like to hear that joke again, <laughs> in all its terrible glory, <laughs> in all its terrible glory, do listen to our bitter episode. We will be yeah. making reference back to uh, a number of previous episodes in mm. this episode because they're all relevant. Because coffee goes with a lot of drinks, with a lot of drinks, and we have mentioned it many times. I mean, what we're drinking now, we did in fact mention 
during our Irish whiskey episode. Yeah, and I think we mentioned it during our whiskey episode way back in like episode four, four um, I think it was potentially. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, we didn't mention it in our Irish whiskey episode. That's my bad. We uh, we actually mentioned Irish coffee. Oh, it would have been in and our whiskey, the, blind whiskey episode. Well, no, Irish coffee and the origin of Irish coffee we mentioned in our cocktail two-parter, episode 17 and 18. Oh, man. Totally missed that one. Yeah, way <laughs> back. So if you haven't listened to episode 17 and 18, no, we're, we're not going to do that every single time we reference an old episode. Just, you know, <laughs> listen to them all. Yeah, well, there's, there's a big backlog there on so many different topics because we're trying to cover... Everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. There's so many fantastic fantastic drinks out there that it would be remiss of us to not research and tell you about it. Yes, and uh, as a fantastic segue to talking about fantastic drinks, let's talk about some of the other fantastic drinks that use coffee. I mean, starting with, I suppose, coffee. Yeah. Which we did mention in our Hangovers episode is <laughs> really good for... Giving you that brief kick to get you functional the morning after a big mm. mistake. But in this case, we're not really talking about it as a function or as a uh, elixir or medicine. In this case, we're talking about coffee in terms of enjoyment. Yeah. The, the and flavors and the experience of having a fantastic barista coffee. Yeah, exactly right. Well, not necessarily a barista specific coffee but yeah but um, certainly it does make a, a difference to you know, the quality of the coffee makes a difference i mean if um there have been times when i've just desperately needed a coffee and because of where i was all that was on hand was nescafe caterers blend mm. and if you've ever had the joy of consuming nescafe caterers blend it's not the great <laughs> you know that it requires several spoonfuls of sugar to help that medicine go down <laughs> uh, yeah and it, it's coffee it does the job no no offense to you nescafe you do make some drinkable coffee as well it's just not the caterers blend <laughs> it's the uh the, the cheap stuff that caterers use if they don't want to actually make coffee yeah yeah exactly <laughs> mm. but yeah there's there's some really good coffee out there so we so in this case we want you actually we should note that australian coffee is very different to coffee in say in the u.s yeah they make it differently here than in the u.s Mm, well, we actually, it's coffee is one of the areas where we are more sophisticated in general than the US mm. because we have more respect for it. We actually have a lot of people who realize that Starbucks isn't that good. It's just well marketed. Yeah. And it, Starbucks, when they opened up here, did so poorly in Canberra that they closed all of their stores. Yeah, like there's still a few of them around, but... No, they, they missed the ball over here because yeah. Australia has a culture of small cafes, small family-run cafes. Mm, and those small family-run cafes tend to produce amazing cups of coffee, mm. which, um, yeah, you just don't get from Starbucks. Starbucks produces 
good frappes and frappuccinos and those cold drinks. And actually really good hot chocolates. Yeah. It's just the hot coffees where they're somewhat lacking. Mostly, I think, because the, the coffee is just not... The beans just aren't that good. Hmm. Starbucks suffers from the same issues that the the other chain coffee shops, cafes suffer from in Australia, and that's that their their corporate the model, their business model relies on consistency. So if you go to a coffee guru or a Gloria Jeans anywhere in Australia, you're gonna get the same coffee. It's gonna taste the same. Because they yeah. use the same beans, they use the same uh, machines they use yeah same the same everything milk, same sugar it's all designed for consistency and that's why they the local coffee shops the local cafes thrive because they can pick and choose which flavors or which origin or which kind of bean they use well and i think it also means that they need to be sourcing their beans from somewhere that can provide those beans in mass quantities to all of their stores. Definitely. And while that's not a bad thing to aim for that consistency, it does mean you're not going to get greatness. Yeah, and it means that you you lose the connoisseurs Hmm. to other coffee shops. But that's fine. That's not part of their business model. No, that's that's not what they want. (laughs) They don't care about the connoisseurs. No, they, they want people who are going to sit on their iBook and drink a Frappuccino. Yeah, or just swing past on and get a coffee on the way to work without really caring how it tastes too much. Yes. Because there is a market for that. There is a market for that. Oh, absolutely. There's a big market for that. Mm. And more power to them for tapping into it, I suppose. But anyway, um, I, should probably, uh, I should probably ask, what is the blend that we're drinking today? Today, we're actually drinking a single-origin Brazilian coffee. So the, the beans... Mm. That went into this freshly ground beans into a freshly brewed coffee with the uh, Irish whiskey, of course. Yeah. To uh, to make this and um, it's it's good. But while uh, while we're talking beans, let's bring this back towards alcohol. <laughs> okay. And uh, talk about how because it's been too long since we've talked about. Because it's been a while <laughs> since we've talked about alcohol. We we kind of got on a soapbox about about big we, business. Well. Everything has its place. Yes, and um, but let's let's remind our listeners that um, coffee beans have been used in alcohol for a long time, and sambuca wouldn't be the same without them. Mm, that is true. I've totally forgotten about sambuca because, of course, sambuca is traditionally drunk of the fly of a la mosca. Della de mosca. Della mosca. Yeah, yeah. Della de mosca. Yes, of the it's, fly. It's a feminine. Mm. Affectation, I believe. Yes, I, I think you are correct. Mm. And uh, yeah, and of course, as we mentioned in our Sambuca episode, that's been going on not for as long as Sambuca has existed, but since somebody dropped a bean in as a joke and went, these flavors work ridiculously well. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, um, you've also got um, cocktails based on coffee. Like, well, pretty much what we're drinking is a cocktail. An Irish coffee yeah. is technically a cocktail. Yeah, absolutely. And then you've got, um, you know, your, your black Russian, your white Russian, mm. which both use uh, vodka and Kahlua with the white Russian also containing cream. Ah, I thought the white Russian didn't have Kahlua in it. 
Yeah, no vodka. They're both vodka, Kahlua, and go. the White Russian also has cream, making it white. That explains that. Mm. Right. But, of course, that's Kahlua, which brings us to coffee liqueurs. Yeah. And that uh, amazing that amazing bottle of uh, coffee coffee whiskey that yeah that we got not so long ago. Yes. Well, actually, it was a long time ago. It was, actually. It was... We, we mentioned it in our whiskey episode. In our whiskey episode, <laughs> way back in episode four, the Flicker Bean Coffee Whiskey. And at first, when uh, when an acquaintance of ours was kind enough to... Well, no. Uh, it was a friend. Let's scrap that, yes. A friend when, of yours. Well, I mean, technically an, an acquaintance of a friend, because it was acquired not by the friend, but ah. by the friend's mother-in-law. Right. Wow. But um, either way, a, a friend acquired for us a bottle of it, for which I remain eternally grateful, yeah. because at first I thought, what on earth does one drink this with? <laughs> and then I discovered exactly what one drinks it with. It's and um, um Well, I found okay. initially that it goes really well with lemonade. Oh, yeah, of course. And like then... sweet lemony coffee. Yeah, and more recently discovered that um, it goes well with the uh, coffee cola. Hmm. Oh, like, yeah, the LA Ice. LA Ice coffee cola, yeah. So coffee, coffee, whiskey, and cola. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, coffee, coffee, whiskey, coffee. <laughs> cola, yeah. And it just somehow really works, and now that's gone because it was delicious that way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we... Um, should I suppose talk about... Uh, Kahlua, because it's hugely popular, uh, available in over 160 countries. Yeah, well, we talked a lot about Kahlua in our Milk Liqueurs episode. In our Milk Liqueurs episode, we did. Yeah. And um, did did we mention that that it is currently um, owned by Pernod Rickard? Possibly. In fact, I thought it was owned by Diageo, but... Actually... (laughs) There you go. Oh, oh, Pernod no, that's not. No, no, sorry. I'm, I'm confusing my coffee liqueurs. Yeah. It's Tia Maria Tia that Maria's was bought by, by Pernod Ricard. Right. But uh, Pernod Ricard does also own Kahlua. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that that point was moot. Yes. Wow. But, yeah, still got my, got my informations confused. Hmm. Because uh, Kahlua is um, actually a Mexican drink was invented in Mexico in the 1930s. Yeah. Using uh, sugarcane and Brazilian coffee. And um, as a nod to coffee's Arabic origins, the name Kahlua is actually derived from the Arabic word Kawa, which is Arabic slang for coffee. Hmm. There you go. I didn't know that, actually. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so once we um, finish off our current beverages as well, we will then be drinking Tia Maria, which I accidentally mentioned earlier when I mixed <laughs> up my facts. <laughs> and So many liqueurs. Yes, and um, one that I... Well, I'll, let's, let's briefly talk about Tia Maria, because we've not mentioned it before in much detail. And it has a good story. Like, Tia Maria. Tia Maria. We, we talked about that in our Milk Liqueurs episode. Did we? We did. Right back to the story of the name? Of the name, yeah. It was a um, 
a family family recipe, I believe. It, it was a family recipe, and uh, a girl escaping from from war took war. her servant, and the servant had the recipe. Yep. And she named it after the servant, who she called Aunt Maria, and Aunt is Tia. Tia in Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, literally, Aunt Maria. Literally, literally Aunt Maria. But, uh, but yeah, we, we talked about that, but hmm. it's good to get a refresher yeah. because that's a kind of a, a cute story. Yeah, and of course the, the story goes on that the recipe actually disappeared for, for quite some time oh. and um, was then discovered again in the 1940s by Dr. Kenneth Lee Evans, who then began to produce it and market it. Mm. It's such a shame that we don't have... Like, things aren't discovered anymore. The age of discovery is over. It's just... It's the age of consumerism. Yeah, and moment. inventing things because they sell well. Yeah. yeah, admittedly, though, I mean, some... Like, dare, dare I say it, uh, the most commonly used effect of Viagra was discovered by accident. Oh yeah, it was originally a heart medicine. Yeah, it was and it's still prescribed it was, as a heart yeah, medicine. Yeah, designed to improve circulation. It just improved circulation so well <laughs> that um, it made things a little hard for the person taking it. <laughs> Subtle wink. Mm. All right, so I guess we should pause this and make ourselves another another drink. Yes, a Tia Maria. Let's get that auntie over here. <laughs> And we are back. Now we have fresh beverages. Yes, we are drinking Tia Maria, as we said we would, mixed with Baileys and a lot of ice. <laughs> a load of which ice. works really well. So <laughs> for those of you playing at home, what we did to produce the beverages you see in the pictures accompanying this podcast is put a lot of ice in the glass, mm. then poured in... Oh, about, about a shot and a half to two shots of yeah, a shot and a half to two shots of Tia Maria, followed by about half that much Bailey's. Although we probably should mention um, ounces or mils as opposed to shots, because shots vary by. Oh yes, country. true. So <laughs> yeah, it's really about sixty mils. No. Yeah, sixty mils, two ounces. That's yeah. two Australian shots. Yeah, so yeah, about sixty mils of Tia Maria and about thirty mils of Bailey's. Hmm. And mixed together with ice is a super refreshing drink. Mm. And um, today in Australia, it's stupidly hot. And stupidly humid because of all the rain around. Yeah, so as delicious as our nice hot Irish coffees were, Mm. it was counterproductive (laughs) to cooling ourselves down. Whereas these are wonderfully refreshing. Mm. Great, great to hold because of all the ice. Mm. And delicious. The The flavor of the Baileys really complements mm. the... The vanilla and the cream and the... And the coffee, coffee undertones. And it's just a lovely, subtle ballet of flavors. <laughs> all right, you can stop raving about it now. <laughs> um, let's get back into a bit of... Well, do you want to talk a bit about coffee history? Mm, yes, because uh, coffee itself has uh, been around not as not nearly as long as alcohol, which we know you know comes from several thousand BC. Mm. But um, well, coffee's been around since at least the t- two thousand BC because I'm fairly certain the 
uh, Incas or the Mayans had coffee in their culture. Coffee isn't considered to have been um, intentionally cultivated until around the 15th century, but there is evidence to suggest that as far back as 800 AD, people were drinking a fermented coffee and berry pulp. So basically a, a coffee berry wine back in 800 AD. I'm tempted to make some. Yeah, see, well, see what I can do. It would undoubtedly be very similar to producing something like mulled wine, I would imagine, because it's yeah. those same old school sort of methodologies. Yeah, well, similar to mead, yeah. I would say. Definitely a fruit-based wine with coffee. I wonder. I'm going to look this up, guys. I'll uh, I'll get back to you next episode or um on the Instagrams. So yeah, that that original drink, initially I wasn't able to find an awful lot on it, but you're right, it's definitely something that uh, warrants further research. Hmm. Because I I didn't want to get too caught up in looking into it and then not look into other things as well for for this episode. Because all these ancient recipes, the premise of the of making these is fairly simple back then they didn't really understand what yeast was and so they just had uh wild yeast and hoped for the best yeah i mean they, they probably just mushed the crap out of some berries mushed the crap out of some coffee beans left them sitting in something mm. and uh and let stuff happen and if they didn't die or get really sick after a, a little while then it was good to, good to drink it was good stuff yeah yeah yeah, feed um, it to the servants first. But it does mean that mm. it, it's unlikely that we are going to be able to find something to buy, so we'll have to make it ourselves. Yes, though the often finding an original recipe for these old drinks is also difficult, but there should be, if we search thoroughly enough, sufficient information that we can. And mm. sure enough, should we find it and be able to reproduce this ancient coffee berry beverage... Yeah, we'll Rest assured, you know. we will let you know. I'm going to add it to the list of things that I need to make. Um, I think the next batch is of wine is going to be a mango wine, or a mango and honey wine. Ooh. Uh, anyway, back to coffee. Yes, so... Um, uh, I, I did want to mention that coffee and chocolate, or cacao, has has been around for equally as long because it wasn't until the... I'm pretty sure it was the Spanish Inquisition when they discovered... Uh, when Well, when Europe discovered cacao or cocoa. Mm, I, I did not expect that. <laughs> it was literally the Spanish Inquisition because they uh, raped and pillaged all the villages in South America. And took all their crops. Yeah, and their gold mm. and their chocolate. Well, and at, women. This, at this yeah. point, it was cacao mm. or cocoa. Cocoa, yeah. And, and tobacco. And, and tobacco. And, yep. And yeah, women, unfortunately. Um, because, yeah. Let's, and let's they, not go into the Spanish Inquisition. Let's, yeah. We're not here for that. Th- that's a whole different podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, they took it back to Europe and people went crazy for it. And it also became liqueur, but that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Co- chocolate liqueur. Mmm. Mmm. Frangelico. Well, that's a nut liqueur. Hazelnut, yes, but hazelnut is uh, 
also used to make chocolate things like Nutella. Yeah, but you can't have chocolate without cocoa. That's true, though. I don't believe there's any cocoa in Nutella. There has to be. Though also, supposedly, it's actually pronounced Nutella. Tell them to get stuffed. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's, that's what the company who makes it say, that it's pronounced Nutella. And I think that's hilarious. Because, because it's not made with hazelnuts. No, it's, it's made not. with hazelnuts. <laughs> no one wants a hazelnut. Right? <laughs> and and uh, it, I mean, it's like Pingu is here. Yeah. Newt, newt. If they're going to use Pingu for their ads, okay. If they're saying, have some Nutella, newt, newt, then all right, I'll, I'll be part of that. <laughs> But otherwise, oh, and I've just uh, just been informed that there is in fact cocoa in Nutella. That's what I thought. Yeah, so cocoa, <laughs> hazelnuts, <laughs> milk. <laughs> yeah, so so we can't talk about. Well, I suppose we. Yeah, no, we can't talk about Frangelico then in a no. chocolate liqueur episode because. <laughs> It's made with hazelnuts <laughs> and not not with cocoa. It goes really well with chocolate, though. It does go really well Amazingly with chocolate. Amazingly well with chocolate. So we may mention it briefly as something that's good to mix with chocolate. Yeah. Anyway, back to coffee. Yes. So let's... <laughs> so many tangents in this episode. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's talk about something that I discovered just before we started recording which wasn't uh, was not at our favorite bottle shop when i was looking for a coffee liqueur mm. to uh, for us to drink and it is mr black cold brew coffee liqueur oh yeah this would have to be our top drop actually yeah because it's won a whole pile of awards and kind of meets the criteria mm. of being both coffee hipster and alcohol hipster yeah it um, <laughs> costs a little bit more than the others, like uh, $55, $60 a bottle. That's pretty standard for good stuff. For for good stuff, yep. It's made in New South Wales. Ooh. It's it's an Australian thing. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it uh, won gold medals at the 2012 London International Wine and Spirit Competition and the 2016 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Nice. And uh, I am well curious. Now, it it is on the website of our favorite bottle shop, but um, was not on the shelves when I was there. Mm. It may be it may be something for delivery only. I wonder how this compares with the Flicker Bean. Yeah, I will be Cause... very curious to try mm, this. I, I may even go pick up a bottle. Of it now that you've mentioned it. Yeah, I'm I'm curious as well, and the bottle looks really nice. Hmm. Like it looks uh, flash. Okay. As as a lot of cold brew things do, actually, <laughs> they they look impressive. Like I've had mm. you know cold brew ice coffees that looked like they were a beer, and I drank wow. them at work <laughs> and put and put the bottle in the bin and had people giving me looks like, have you been drinking beers at work? <laughs> but no, I have not. That's pretty much all we have for for today. If you want more about uh, any of the things we've mentioned that were from other episodes, do listen to those episodes. Mm. And, of course, if you want to keep listening to us, do subscribe on uh, your favorite podcast website. Yeah, uh, or your favorite podcast app. You'll find us as a good drop all about alcohol. Um, we've 
if you um, want to follow us on social media, you can find us as a Good Drop Podcast. Yeah, and uh, if you'd like to let us know what you liked about this episode, what your favorite thing is to mix coffee with, give us suggestions for future episodes, you can uh, send us a message on Facebook or you can send us an email to a good drop at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want to uh, spread the news and share the love of our wonderful little podcast, you can go to our website, agooddrop.com.au. And as always, word of mouth is a great way to let people know that you like listening to us and they should too. Yeah, or uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your um, favorite podcast app, if you can. If you can, yeah, and um, we'd love to hear from you. Now be sure to tune into our next episode when we talk about Porter. It's been a while since we've talked about beer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I mean, it's a, a little bit warm for a porter, but we'll drink it anyway. Yep. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Until next time, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.